Welcome to P3 Radio. The monkey only dances as good as the guy grinding the organ handle. <laughs> brother, brother, brother. <laughs> I fly, bro. That is never stopping. Truck goes to Dwight. <laughs> cool story, bro. Footy pajamas. Hey, genius, it's, three, it's 2 p.m. Central. PG3 Radio. Here's your host, Josh Friday. Get him off big, Freddy. Get him off big. Richard And as I put you down, my pants ripped. <laughs> it's showtime! It's showtime! It's showtime! Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of P3 Radio. I'm Richard Mullican, joined by my co-host, the man that's not a day late or a dollar short. He was right on time today and knows what time it is. Josh Bradley, say hey, Josh. How is it going, everybody? And Richard, what day is it, my man? I have no freaking clue, Josh. Exactly. I have text messages to prove that shit. <laughs> you, you almost, you almost single-handedly brought down the mountain with your uh, foolishness. I was standing in the middle of Walmart or uh, Sam's. And yeah, be, I, be specific. I about lost my fucking mind. I looked at my, this motherfucker, <laughs> he don't even know what day we're recording. I've already scheduled a special guest to be on our show well, with us. You sent me a message earlier and you said, hey, um, I'll be over a little later than 1230. And I said, you're, you're a day early because... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, you're a day early because we're recording My tomorrow. wife knows that, and then about 30 people in <laughs> Sam's knows that. Yeah, everybody that was shopping for Triscuits at that time knows <laughs> how badly this, I fucked I was in up. the seafood section, but we don't have to be yeah. like, like that. But. but you actually said, well, then you call Lance. <laughs> you got hot. You were like, you call Lance, <laughs> and you tell him that we're, we're, we're postponing it to tomorrow. I was like, no, we can do it today. I just forgot what day it was. But oh. But you also were late. So, <laughs> so I forgot the day you were late by like forty five minutes. So if we're going off of points here, yeah, who's I'm at least ten points ahead. Yeah, I mean I, I'm here. I'm yeah, here. You're here. We ain't canceling. If this would have been in but my if it, reality, if it was your you'd baby. be up here by yourself. <laughs> you would have just had a B and E on me, and nah. I'd be out in the shop working on my sh- I'd on be my gym. Re- I'd be recording on a talk boy and. Things would be bad right yeah, now. I would be, yeah. How do you work this damn thing? See, we need each other, Josh. You keep me in line with uh, dates and times, and I keep you in line with all the mechanical stuff. If I ever die... I'm a, I'm a bullying secretary. How are you going to do the show, show when I die? When I take that trip to Lowe's? I think I'll just buy somebody else. You'll just buy some like million. Are you got an insurance look, policy dude, on me? I'm older than you. You should be worried about what's going to happen when I die. Yeah, you got an insurance policy. No, we all know I'm in bad health. <laughs> that toe is really getting you. <laughs> I mean, we all know that I'm I'm going to be the one that, out of us that catches this this quarantine blood oath. Oh, dude, if anybody does, yeah. it's going to be you. Yeah. So I mean, I say that, and I probably already got it. You so. know, you can buy a life insurance policy on just about anybody, right? So I'm, I feel like you put one out on me. So like. So, yeah, do we so gotta talk gonna, about all that? You're going to buy somebody. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Josh, episode 143, we're happy to have a good friend with us today. It's the first time on P3 Radio. Who we got, Josh? Well, folks, we have a very special guest today. This man was actually the mayor of Chicago between the years of 1987 and 1990. We got Mr. Lance Levine, baby. <laughs> I'd like to thank you guys for having me on during such uncertain times. Oh, thank Jesus. you. <laughs> I, I, I've been watching the draft, Lance, and uh, on on you know ESPN and everything. 
And I swear to God, if one more person, uh, one more commercial pops mm-hmm. on there and goes, in these uncertain times, <laughs> I am going to lose my shit. Like, honestly, there was a freaking Cage Jewelers commercial that was like, <laughs> now more than ever, you need to tell your mother you love her. And it's like, what the hell? And tell her you love her with these $400 diamonds. <laughs> yeah. Which exactly. will pay for you for a month. I mean, it's so obvious that it's become a PR, you know, it's just a PR move. That's all it is at this yeah. point, because it's like, you know, when, uh, I don't know, Stouffer's Lean Cuisine does a commercial that doesn't <laughs> acknowledge, you know, what uncertain times we live in there, you know, the, the social media is going to be all over fucking Stouffer's. I can't believe these assholes. <laughs> they don't give a shit about you. I'm buying, you know, whatever bird's eye. Yeah. I mean, which reminds me is the seafood section at Sam's. Is that like basically Starkist tuna? <laughs> Not actually. They got some fucking like lobsters on Salmon. display. I mean, it's it's legit. They're man. just they're just in bigger Mrs. cans because it's, it's Sam's. just too many motherfuckers walking around there now. <laughs> yeah, seriously, it's like a fucking madhouse. And everybody, as there, soon as the weather gets above like fifty, it's like everybody forgets everything. You're like, yeah. oh shit, let's go to Kmart. But dude, I, I'm fine with you know people being in the store. I'm not like being like that. But goddamn, do you have to bring your five fucking kids? Wait, wait, like, wait, wait, wait. Seriously, I, you're glossing over something there. You still have a Kmart in your town? <laughs> well, I, there's just the first retail store that oh. came to mind for some reason. <laughs> so they still exist. I don't think they all do went they? under. I, so. Every time I've went through a town, it's been like an old big building that says big K on it and the lights are out. Yeah. Like, um, it's usually a U-Haul place. So I've been going to, you know, it's like, just throw in here. It's like, so, you know, what about Sears is, how's that doing in your own town? <laughs> yeah, no, there's, there's like, I think there's maybe one or two Sears left oh. in the like outlying suburbs. Yeah. Dude. So it's, it's, it's so crazy to run into those stores that are closed now. And, and to know that they were just this huge conglomerate at one time. Yeah. And, and it's like, and then when you run into one that's like still working, you, like when when I was in, uh, we went on this cruise like two years ago, and on my or last year, we on my way down, we stopped in this little town in Mississippi, and they had a a, a place called Pizza Inn, which we had a Pizza Inn here in Jackson for the longest. It was awesome, and it's like one of the only areas that still has Pizza Inns. Well, I look outside and they have a video rental store, like Damn. a big video. I sent still? you a holy shit, yeah, and I was like, how. In the world, are they surviving? And, dude, it was packed. Like, it was packed with people. Like, who still has, I mean, is it VCRs or is it DVD <laughs> players? I, I mean, it's, it's got to be both, I would imagine. I would think DVDs. Yeah. Because, I mean. That's I mean, my Are dream. they still even making VHS tapes? They can't possibly be. They no. might as well, man, because I buy the shit out of them. I buy on uh, fucking eBay at the Goodwill. I'm that guy. VHS tapes are like uh, my vinyl record. You know how some trendy, yeah, yeah, trendy yeah. fuckers are with vinyl? It's, oh, you got to yeah. hear. You had not heard shit till you've heard fucking The Wall on vinyl. <laughs> my God. <laughs> Fuck yourself. I mean, I've heard it, you know. But, yeah, that that's my vinyl. I love it. Absolutely. They always show on the news, they always show there's one blockbuster left. And I can't remember if it's Alaska it's or Alaska. like Washington State, but it's, it's somewhere up northwest up there. Yeah. And there's still one blockbuster that's still out there and it actually is doing business. I'm like, who the fuck has the VCRs to play this shit other than Joshua? Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've seen the little uh, uh, B-roll or uh, whatever of that store. It's all like yeah. DVDs and Blu-rays and shit. But yeah. they are still fucking open. But you know what the funny thing is? When you go to different places... You don't realize that, like, I have a buddy that lives in West Virginia. Their internet is not like internet that we know, Josh. And I don't. <laughs> Do they even have internet? They have internet. Well, <laughs> he lives there because of a job took him there. 
so he's from That's saying here. it mildly. Yeah. So he's from here, and uh, when we went up to visit him, he gives me his internet password, and he's like, "Don't get too crazy because it's metered. They run theirs like a satellite, and they actually have minutes." Like like oh, like a geez. cell phone company because they're in the mountains, right? So like you don't yeah. know what Alaska even has as far as like you you would be shocked at like the kids nowadays that don't have internet in their homes or a computer, or even a phone. You know, it's like yeah. it's like it, it's just mind blowing. It's like sometimes it's like wow, people don't have that. So yeah, in places like that, you know, Alaska where they have to like use a jackhammer to get a hole where they can shit in it because there's no <laughs> you know because there's no running water yeah there's some places in alaska that the ground is so cold they can't dig pipes and the pipes will freeze so the, so yeah i mean so they might rent videos i mean it might take that yeah yeah you know, who knows but but yeah that's that's crazy but you know we were talking before the mics came on uh about nostalgia and you said in chicago where you live uh there are people that are just losing their minds. And, you know, I don't know if you said that people in Chicago were pretty much over it, but this Bulls documentary. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's, I mean, there's, everybody is in such a lack of um, sports content that here, I mean, people were, for like two weeks going into the last dance, people were losing their fucking minds. Like, you know, they were ready to watch whatever the, ultimate tag or whatever on Fox and you know, they're everything they're saying record ratings now for the fucking NFL draft. So people in Chicago guys, especially obviously in Chicago, were losing their minds about this last dance coming on. And I'm like, Holy shit. It's just, a, I mean, it's a very good documentary. Don't get me wrong. Um, but it's just, the hype was just outrageous here for sure. Right. Um, you know, and, and it sparked a conversation with us that we didn't get recorded. It was just that, you know, two minutes in between before the mics and this, um, about how we look at things and how we look at um, like pop culture or even even basketball back in the day because you look back at something and you go, man, it was so awesome. And you, you build this up in your head that how good something was in retrospect. And then you see it and you're like, oh, Jesus. Well, me and Lance were talking uh, when you went to – pinch one out or whatever you did i was jerking off oh well you gotta get ready oh, you gotta yeah, let, you gotta yeah. get uh <laughs> you're glowing by the way i wonder yeah, why. i had to get one out you but know? uh you know talking about you go and look at uh ufc from 1993 with hoist gracie dominating motherfuckers and all that and i was like yeah but you know you look at uh the main event from last month or whenever the yeah. last one was that first match guy would fucking wreck hoist gracie if yeah. he was to go back then you know yep. and that's like that's the i guess that's, it's just an increasing uh well, everybody gets better and better and better right. all the time and the two things i remember from ufc from back in the day hoist gracie wearing that fucking gi and cheating <laughs> and then the second thing was tank abbott trying to manually murder oj simpson <laughs> choke somebody with his two hands he wanted to win man yeah. <laughs> anything the, the, all right so i don't know if you've ever seen it lance there's a ufc i think a ufc three uh -huh. and, and they used to do these in Colorado. Well, the problem was the athletes they got for the UFC weren't like athletic athletes. They were right. anybody that would want to fight in a cage back then. It was like bar fighters and yeah. shit, too. Yeah, so they take them and put them a mile high in the air where there's like high elevation, no oxygen. Yeah. And like by the third fight, Tank Abbott's so gassed. He is literally <laughs> like he's in like uh, they've got him in a half guard. Like he's on top in a half guard and he just puts his arms up and just starts trying to choke the guy with his hands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, I yeah, mean, it's like you said, it's the like we were saying before, it's like the evolution of sports, like every sport, you know, like you look back at, I don't know, you could say even Walter Payton here, you know, acknowledged as one of the greatest running backs of all time. And you look at some of the rushers today that would just run rings around him. Yeah. You know, it's just it's a natural progression. And like you said, Richard, it's like what you fall in love with as a kid is what you remember as being the greatest shit ever, you yeah. know, whatever, pick your sport, pop culture. Like you said, wrestling, we were talking about wrestling before too. It's the same thing. Yeah. I tell you one thing that always shocks me when I see old basketball, it's two things. It's the high dribbles, like the dribbles that are way up by their chest as they're running. Like that, that shocks me and how high the shorts were. I can hear nuts not fall out. Dude, that's what I was going to say. You How? should not be able to see uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's left nut when he does that hook <laughs> shot. And I feel like Wait, every time. Two? Yeah. Did he have two? <laughs> two left nuts. Yeah, there you uh, go. <laughs> he was not clumsy. He did not have two left nuts. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> He's got a pair of pantyhose with grapefruits in there. My God. But, yeah, I mean, I remember back when I was a kid thinking that, you know, wrestling was so awesome. And, you know, you go back and you watch it now and you're like, how did I like that? Or how did I right. like this? The berserker gimmick. What the fuck was that? <laughs> like, yeah, it's like I was saying before, it's like you see shit like Kenny Omega and the Bucks and Okada and different great stuff that's happening today. Not today per se, but, you know, within the last year, two years, whatever. And you compare it to some of that, you know, Glacier and shit from back in the day. I'm yeah. like, holy shit. You know, it's like it's so much better now than it was back then. I mean, there was great stuff back then, oh, yeah. obviously. But I mean, overall, I think the quality of the overall product today is just so much better than the stuff we were paying, you know, whatever, twenty nine ninety nine for pay-per-view back then was. Yeah, and I remember watching some of these old tapes of like Lawler and Luthez and not Luthez. <laughs> you got that on tape? <laughs> Lawler. Man. Can I buy it? Lawler you got and that on parchment or something <laughs> on <that> tape. <laughs> Lawler, who was the AWA champion? It was uh Nick Bockwinkle. Bockwinkle Lawler yeah. and Bockwinkle working a headlock spot. And it was interesting because the crowd was into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you would you would see those War Games episodes where they would grab Arn Anderson and put his head in between the rings and the crowd would be losing their mind. And you're like, mm -hmm. I've seen this spot, but it's still awesome that the crowd's yeah. reacting this way. Yeah. I think that yeah. was the fascination for me with ECW back when we were kids, Josh, was because, you know, the crowd, you know, I mean, you take that crowd away, ECW might not be as good. But you have that crowd sitting there that's reacting that way and making their chants. And it's like, you just wanted to be there. Yeah, and that and Paulie was a master yeah. at bringing in music that, you know, younger people were relatable mm -hmm. to and making awesome promos. And, like, I had no plans to go to the fucking Flagstaff and see Two Cold Scorpio versus Sabu. Right. But I fucking wanted to right. because mm -hmm. it, it was just a house show. But they would pump it up so good that you got to fucking ask my mom, can right. I go? Right. You know, it's so funny that you mentioned the crowds too because what is lacking in the last, whatever, five, six weeks of wrestling on television is the crowds. And that's why I think so many people, you would figure the ratings would be so good right now because there's nothing else to watch. You know, the, oh, WWE's on. Oh, fuck it, I'll watch it anyway. You know, it's like, I'm not a huge fan, but I'll watch it because it's on and there's nothing else on. There's no crowds and people, I think the people that are turning away from it right now of the hardcore fans are like, fuck this shit. It's boring, you yeah. know, because there's no crowds. It does make a huge difference. Like you said, it makes you wonder if they're going to try to innovate. And, and, and when I say that, how hard would it be for WWE to get a video wall and do exactly what the draft has done with these uh, fans being on the video wall at Roger Goodell's house? 
That's interesting. Like, you know what I mean? Have them cheering, yeah, yeah. have them watching. Like, I have a I have an Oculus Quest that I use for more than porn. Uh, but <laughs> but there there are uh, wrestling Wait, there's things. There's other uses. Yeah, there's other uses. I mean, you oh, don't okay. you don't have to just do porn. <laughs> okay. I mean, I have to tell myself that, that in the mirror every the morning. Instructions. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they give you a carpal t- tunnel warning on the <laughs> like in most the troubleshooting of, yeah. thing. If you you're in the mirror. Watch porn. Here's what right, you do. Right before you pull the goggles down, you're better than this. You're better than this. <laughs> and then you pull them down. You're yeah. like, fuck! I ain't better than this. <laughs> Uh, but no, I mean, you know, they have this VR thing to where uh-huh. when you're in the VR, they actually have a few pay-per-views that they set up cameras. Well, I know you've seen it on WWE's pay-per-views and you can watch the pay-per-view in clips from different yeah. angles. And when you move your head, you can see what the guy next to you is doing. You can see what the guy to the right's doing, but you don't have to go that far. But with the money that WWE has, they could take and put yeah. like a little video wall that at least goes to their hard cameras we're, and then invite people by code, you know, and then, I mean, if I know it's kind of hard and you, you know, you're playing it loose and fast, but you're on an eight second delay. So you can edit it out. If somebody starts showing their asshole on the camera or something, <laughs> you know, you can ban them. I mean, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Something has to be done because watching these empty arena matches and hearing yeah. it's just, it's, it takes well, the wind out of the I, I have tried in these uncertain times to watch, you know, SmackDown or something like that. But what gets me out of it is when the performer, the wrestler, if you will, acts like that there's a fucking crowd and yeah, they yeah. play to the audience and they yeah. play to nothing. Yeah. You know, if it was me, I'd be playing to the announcers that are sitting there. Yeah. I'd be playing to the jack off, you know, that's over there running the pyro machine or yeah. somebody. Yeah. I wouldn't be acting like that. There's a crowd when there's not, that's fucking stupid. I tell you the one that really got me was, um, I watched the week or two weeks before WrestleMania and they had edge come out. And I love Edge, uh, you know, uh, but he come out and they had the smoke machine going off and he was throwing his hands up with the uh, with the rock star rock fist hands and like playing to the crowd. And he's doing his promo and he's pausing and looking at the crowd the whole time that's not there. (laughs) And you're I was like, man, this is so stupid. They could have done this in a backstage segment that they filmed. Right. Why did this have to be done in the ring? That's why I think what, you know. AEW has done better is having at least having some of the jobbers and some of the other lower level guys at ringside yes. as the fans, you know, at least they're, they're staying engaged and they're keeping it. There's at least some kind of noise and sound coming from the sidelines. I really am shocked that WWE didn't copy that right away yeah. because like you said, their shows have just been lacking. I remember on the first, I think it was the very first SmackDown when all this went down was whatever now five six weeks ago nikki cross coming out playing to the empty seats like <laughs> like she totally forgot that there was no people there and she was just acting like just such an idiot and it turned me off to the whole thing you know now yeah. i think they're they're starting to modify and they're starting to play more towards the camera but still i mean obviously there's no sound coming back so yeah it's, and, it's kind of pointless and when and, and you're in wwe you've been told for how many years to act like that camera's not there <laughs> And now they have to about face. And I do think it's funny that uh, with the times like AEW first was the first ones to shoot towards the Titan Tron. And I I love that idea. I I think, I think that should be more of the focus. Anyways, you can hear the crowd when the crowd's there, but you have this big video wall that you paid millions of dollars for. 
and you don't make it one of the main focuses. And like, mm-hmm. I love seeing the guys run down the ramp. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I, I, you know, Josh, me and me and Josh come from that, that era that had the uh, WWE video games where you play the Royal rumble and the guy, you could see him coming down the ramp before the, you know, they got in the ring and you're like, Oh, that's awesome. You know, I like seeing all that. Mm-hmm. You know, why do I want to see the crowd react to something I can't see? You know, turn the cameras from now on. I like that. Um, yeah, but, especially those idiots in the front row at WWE, too. Yeah. I Nobody mean, wants to see those assholes. I'm surprised WWE hasn't done that before now. Shoot well, the big video wall, and you don't see all the crowd members. You still get the reaction. You can still shoot the guy in the front row that's amazed yeah. that Brock Lesnar won against The Undertaker. <laughs> Uh, and then just shoot it like that. You have this multi-million dollar setup that no one sees mm-hmm. except for your live audience. Well, I think your idea, why not throw, throw all the shit at the wall and see what sticks right now? Because yeah. obviously the ratings aren't going to be great. I, I think your idea of, you know, doing the fans on the zoom kind of thing on the screen, why not? Why the fuck not? If it fails miserably, then no harm, no foul. You know, it's like you, you didn't try it. So you wouldn't know. Right. So I, think it's a great idea i'd yeah. say give it a shot and if it works great if it doesn't oh well you learned yeah i mean if if nothing else put plants in there i mean i don't have to know they're not real fans <laughs> oh i thought you meant like ferns no like, that's what i was thinking i was like god <laughs> damn we're gonna have some fucking see. i've already bonsai got trees. jericho putting his dogs up there on the bubbly bunch you know <laughs> now you're gonna put plants up yeah. there too you're gonna give jericho his next idea what about this guys we just put ferns in every seat <laughs> Like in uh, South Korea, where they have mannequins in the stands for the baseball games. You know, now. I honestly wouldn't be opposed to some of that at this point. <laughs> I just, I want to know something's there. Do this. Superimpose the old Nintendo 64 No Mercy crowd into the crowd. <laughs> but no, I mean, even if you have to have plants like guys that are like paid to be on, on Zoom, right. I don't right. have to know they're not a part of the show. But just put them, put them on camera. Put them on the big Titan Tron in the background, reacting to everything. I mean, let's let's put it like this: there has to be something being done differently because mm-hmm. the NFL draft right now that's going on broke draft rating records. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and they're not doing anything different than the WWE could be doing. WWE actually, WWE and wrestling in general has a leg up because they have actual live content sports going on. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. You could make it work. They just got to figure out what it is that people want to see. And I don't think people want to just see a dead crowd. Right. And I mean, plus it is an essential business, you know, so they can continue (laughs) to film in Florida. Right. Oh, how shady was that, by the way? Oh, God. What are the, all the timing of everything there? Like, oh, by the way, Linda McMahon is donating $10 billion (laughs) to Florida. Florida. Like, oh, wow, that's odd. What a coincidental timing. <laughs> um, it's crazy how that shit works. Yeah, huh? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, money talks, you know, and when you stand on your wallet, like was it Million Dollar Man says, when you stand on your wallet, you stand taller than any giant? Is that what he <laughs> well, said? I found it, like, really amazing that the um, – the guy who went on record this week, like, I don't know, about four days ago, the guy who went on record under the name John saying that he was being forced to work and that he didn't feel comfortable working and that they were all concerned about their position and their spot if he, they didn't work. I am shocked that that didn't get more play. I really thought, you know, with all the sportscasters having nothing to talk about these days and the news is being you know, basically 95% blood oat. I'm shocked <laughs> that that story didn't explode, you right. know, and Vince didn't have hell to pay for that. Yeah. I mean, he probably figured out John who Cena John was. John Morrison, that's my question. <laughs> it was probably Luke Gallows. <laughs> <laughs> right. He figured out who John was and he ended that. Shit. Yeah. 
which is crazy that we had so many people released in the last two weeks uh, from WWE. Uh, what was it? A hundred total employees that got released from over a hundred behind the scenes people too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is, that is crazy. And then they came out this week and said, <laughs> Vince McMahon said the COVID-19 virus has had no effect on our business. Yeah. Yeah. Except, you know, besides these 100 people that, that were released and now they're talking about not doing house shows as regularly as they did. So no, I mean, they're not doing any house well, shows. Well, not now, true. but I'm saying. <laughs> no, but when they go back. Yeah, when they go back, they're talking about not doing as many house shows. Well, they haven't come to our area in fucking, what, six years? So that I mean, be but but who was the first people that decided that this was going to be a TV product and not do house shows? I think mm-hmm. AEW was the first company that has not done house shows. Right. So it's like, is Vince watching AEW and just kind of getting with their program to try to. What would be the thought process there? I mean, one's got to think. I mean, it's the smart business move. It's not like they're going to lose money. They're not going to lose money not by going to fucking Des Moines yeah. to do a Raw. I mean, yeah, it, I mean, it, there's only so much merch you're going to sell in Des Moines. Right. You know, they're still, it's not going to offset the cost. They're still banging out merchandise over the internet. And frankly, right. you know, it's cheaper when you buy it over the internet. And I figured that out years ago. I, I worked in a gimmick with my son to where, hey, man, we can buy it before we go to the show. You can have it, and we'll take it there. Hey, or Dude, you could get, I saved like a, 100 bucks. Or you could get a cricket machine and cut it all out in vinyl and make your own shirts. <laughs> do you, wait, do you guys wear belts to the shows? Are you those guys? No, sadly. Okay, I, good. I, no. Okay, awesome. <laughs> then we can continue this conversation. Yeah. No, I, uh, I you know, you got to think, though, with them not touring, it's a good thing for indie promotions. Because if both major promotions are just doing TV, then you have a wealth of people out there starving for live content. Right. So you could bring back, in theory, in theory now, you could bring back a sort of a territory system because no one's touring anymore. Mm-hmm. So that opens up the doors for so much potential for like indie promotions and stuff now. In, in theory, but... My concern, because I go to freelance every month here in Chicago, and that the room that they play in is about, it holds no more than about 300 people packed in. Um, can they still pack in 300 people in a room? You know, and that's pretty tight. When there's 300 in there, it's pretty tight. So with this, you know, in this day and age with the quarantine and the social distancing and shit like that, are they only going to be able to sell, you know, 100 tickets or something going forward? So, I mean, yeah. it's positive on the one hand and the fact, like you said, the people will be starving for content, but they won't have access to tickets, I think, in some cases. I think that would be like a regional thing too because you've yeah. got pockets of people where – you know, say you go to uh, Trenton, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. The consensus in Trenton, Tennessee, uh, I want my goddamn Rashlin. You could probably <laughs> fill a barn with 200 people and you'd do just fine with a well, promotion there. Where TIWF hasn't done that. <laughs> <laughs> I said you probably could. Probably, if you had good wrestling. There Sorry, go, go ahead. But, I mean, if you go to, you know, say like Chicago, where you know, mm-hmm. where there's a lot of people that are not very comfortable you know, with mix and which I'm, not, I'm one of those people. I don't really want to be around a lot of people right now, but I think moving forward, if well, the government can convince us that everything's okay, I think it might help. Right. Well, here's the thing too. And AEW, I think would do this before WWE would, uh, AEW would have to be smart about this and WWE could help make the little territory system too. This is how I could see the territory system coming back. They're no longer doing touring shows. 
Uh, you have certain pockets of people, like if Josh, if your uncle was still in the business, he would have his promotion that would cover Ohio. He's Valley. in the beach business. Yeah, he's in the beach <laughs> business. But you have Al Snow that works in Kentucky, Ohio Valley area. Uh, say, for instance, you know, AEW just wanted to send Wardlow down to wrestle their champion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you would have to send popular guys into these territories on their days off, which wouldn't be a problem because they're only doing TV and pay-per-views. You could send them there for a Monday night show and let them wrestle for, you know, Al Snow and, and OVW. You could wrestle, You could let, you know, Cody come in and wrestle, you know, their champion, you know, or let the champion come in and it would draw the house. So you wouldn't have just, you would have somebody on TV that was loaning their people out for the greater good of the wrestling business, but that's the problem. How do you... WWE is very against it. You have always run the risk of somebody getting hurt. That was going to be my thing. But the thing is, you would have to put them up against the greatest person in your territory that has the, you know, and it wouldn't be great matches. You're not going to see a ladder match or some kind of TLC match, but it would be a good enough match to get the crowd there to see your undercard talent. I'd say as long as the guy's not chewing gum whenever the match starts and he's not wearing blue jeans, it might be all right. But well, we I, see a lot of that. <laughs> what's wrong with chewing gum? <laughs> Come on. I don't believe whenever a guy's got you in an arm bar, if you're chewing on your fucking Wrigley Spearmint gum, <laughs> trying to convince me that you're hurting, fuck you. So, you know, Lance brought it up beforehand, and you didn't see this on the camera, but he saw a video of what he thought was Luke Gallows, me, uh, wrestling <laughs> poker face in a Memphis studio TV uh, session. And by the way, I was called Hurricane Axe. I hated that name. Um, Corey came up with like her the body, the body spray. Hurricane yeah. Hacks. Yeah. <laughs> I was Max. My, my name is Max Corbin in wrestling. Right. And uh, my partner, for some reason, he thought my partner's name was Max. So he called me Axe. He wanted to be Max and Axe because it oh, rhymed. Because I guess Axe was a slightly smaller than Max. So he figured I couldn't be Max. <laughs> I don't know what his logic was there. And we can't ask him either. Um, but come on now, Mulligan. <laughs> but get on out of here. <laughs> but the thing was, it's like I was chewing gum in that match, and I used it as a prop. When I charge Poker Face in the corner, and he puts his boot up, or he gives me a, uh, I can't remember what it was. He gave me something. I spit my gum out, and you could hear the crowd react. It didn't get on camera. Great job, TV, whatever, CW30 <laughs> for catching that. But I spit it so far up in the air, people thought he knocked a tooth out. So, I, I don't know. Gum chewing could have its place. Yeah. Could, when but Kurt like Hennig I said. Would spit it out and flip it into the crowd. Yeah. The best use of gum I think I can recall. <laughs> and that was before the was match. That tooth? Yeah. Is that a tooth? Yeah. All right. Uh, real quick, we want to do this. Take this time, Josh. To say we're sorry to our listeners because we have been hawking a wine company that can't deliver to you. <laughs> we found that out the hard way. Yeah. So P3 Wine, if you listen to this in later episodes, we, we talk about them all the time. Uh, wine of the Month Club. Well, apparently we discovered maybe the reason why you sorry pieces of crap weren't ordering wine was because they didn't deliver to our area. Mississippi, Arkansas, Tennessee. Georgia, Georgia. <laughs> Kentucky, none of you people in the surrounding area, except for Louisiana and Alabama. and Alabama, could get wine. So we have dropped P3 wine from our sponsor list in, in favor of a new person. Josh, what is one thing that you can't get essentially right now? 
It's clothes, right? You can go to Walmart and buy clothes, but all the department stores are closed. So if you want a good quality shirt or if you want a phone case, you're kind of SOL right now. So right now, if you're one of our listeners, you can go to tinyurl.com slash p3shirts, and that's going to take you to TeePublic. TeePublic's got all the hottest kids apparel, adult apparel, home goods, cases for your phones, stickers for your laptops, It's got the works, and we're not talking about just stupid little vinyl cricket things that I was talking about earlier. We're talking about high-quality merchandise, shirts that are funny. They even had a shirt on there, Josh, that I saw that said Quarantine Buddies, and it, like, Quarantine World Tour, and it had a guitar, like a concert shirt. A lot of novelty shirts there that you're going to be happy to have. And, Josh, how did they get there? One more time. Tinyurl.com slash P3Shirts. Got a little bit of a scorpions here with Rocky Luck a Hurricane on P3 Radio. We're didn't really go anywhere, Josh, but we're back. And I'm t- talking about historical things that you look back on retro style. This video is just just fucking weird. <laughs> it's a bit weird, but there was you know quaaludes around back then, so they probably paired good together. All right, so we're still here with P3 Radio, still here with Lance Levine. And Lance, like I said, you do a show. We haven't promoted this yet, but tell the people how they can hear your show. Uh, Shooting the Shiznit is the uh, the network, I guess, as it were, because now Brian Trammell has, uh, I don't know, we're up to like a half dozen different fucking shows on there. But we do uh, Cool Kids Countdown. We do that about once a month, once every other couple weeks, uh, where we do like 10 rankings of like a basic Letterman top 10 list kind of thing. Um, what else do we do? We do Chokehold, which is my show, uh, where I mainly do interviews, but sometimes like when I'm actually lucky enough to go to things like All In or All Out or Double or Nothing, we'll report on that. Um, and then just the main show, Shooting the Shiznit. He does a show with um, Gene on there as well. Uh, where they review old shit that sucks. So, but go to shooting the shiznit on basically any kind of podcast catcher that you can find, and you'll find our stuff. We just released. Uh, I interviewed Kikio, who's a female wrestler. I don't know how I've gotten pigeonholed into this. You know, interviewing a lot of female wrestlers, but it ends up going that way. Uh, but I had Frank the Clown recently. I had Anthony Henry last year. But yeah, a lot of female wrestlers, and we only go for about you know, whatever, 40 minutes or so, because we don't want to be one of these stupid asshole wrestling podcasts that goes for like four hours and takes advantage of not only the listeners, but also the guests. So, but we have a lot of fun at shooting the shiznit on basically iCloud, anywhere you can find us. And man, uh, we've been on there quite a lot. Not, not recently, but we did a lot of the uh, AEW Dynamite <laughs> review shows. And now, uh, I we're doing s- the pay-per-views now. I will you can just go ahead and talk, Richard. that show fun. now in the empty arena stuff? Oh, my, my God. God. <laughs> it, it already felt like a job for me personally, <laughs> yeah. having to watch it every week. Yeah, but yeah. I cannot imagine. I'd be literally going to take that Home Depot trip if I was having to now, watch it every fucking week. <laughs> now, here's the thing, Josh. We were offered a spot to do a movie review and neither one of us could find time. <laughs> like no, the, we said Sunday. 
Yeah, and he just he I was like, well, we couldn't do. He he was like, what about tomorrow? <laughs> and we were like, we can't do tomorrow. I can't I can't guarantee I'm gonna be able to watch this movie by tomorrow. What about next Sunday? Well, you were fucking uh, being like Jesus carpentry, uh, framing up your goddamn uh, shed back there right, with so your gym and stuff. I am I am I've been trying because. When you have a kid, it's harder to get to the gym, especially when your wife works like odd hours. So you don't want to just leave the kid just sitting around at a gym. You might get a velveteen moment. Uh, so <laughs> you definitely want to put her on a squat rack. Yeah. Get her get her finding out what her max is. So what I've been doing is I have an elliptical machine. I've got a treadmill coming. I've got a few other things. I've got a nice little section of my shed that I could, you know, build a gym. So I've been working on that for the past couple of weeks. If this would have been, if this whole quarantine thing would have been like four months away, like I would have been perfectly prepared for this. Like, but I've used this as time to work on my shed. So, so yeah, I haven't had all the time in the world, but he's been telling so his you, wife you got he's working. The stimulus check then, huh? <laughs> that's, that's what I was going to say. Well, you can tell who got that check. I got a treadmill coming. <laughs> you know, and I talked to Josh about this last week. I was like, I feel guilty about getting the check because we've been working like, my job has kind of put me on home hours, which, uh-huh. let's be honest, there's not a lot going on at my job, but I'm still working, and my wife's still working, so we're still getting a paycheck. So we get this stimulus check. It's like, should we put this towards our house payment? You know, like, pay off a good chunk of our house? Should we buy, like, a stair-stepper? Look, <laughs> I'm going to be honest get with you. Get that gold grill that I've always wanted? The, the way I feel about it. The government fucks us in the ass every single day in one form or another. So if they're going to send me some free money, I'm going to take that shit. And if they got any more, I'll take that too. That was a quote straight from Josh's <laughs> I, dad. I feel kind of like you, Richard, because I've been working too. Um, yeah. I mean, not as much. Not It's not a you know a 40-hour work week by any means, but I'm still going into my store and maintaining things a couple days a week. And so I'm still getting paid too. So, yeah. I mean, when that check came, I'm like, oh, hell yeah, I'm going to be eating good tonight. Right, and part I'm of going me, to the seafood department at uh, Sam's. <laughs> so let me get this I'm straight. Both some... no, 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 no. Let me get this straight. Both <laughs> of you gentlemen still have jobs. Yep. Yes. Both of you gentlemen have already received your stimulus checks. Yes. Correct. Yes. yes. Now, yes. <laughs> turn the page. Here I am. I ain't fucking worked in like five weeks. No, still hold on, hold on. Should we play the uh, Desperado the music? music the <laughs> yeah. Like, Here I am. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> like Here the Terry. Hold on. Sarah McLaughlin on. No, no, it's the Terry Funk, ECW, <laughs> barely legal. Was it barely legal? Their first pay per view, uh, whatever it was. No, that was a '96 November Rain where they did the Desperado shit. Yes, yeah, so they did the. No, it was barely. It was their first pay per view. '97 uh, November Rain. Though. Okay, so it was their first pay per view. Terry Funk was wrestling for the world title, and they played Desperado, and you have the sad Terry Funk. So now go, Josh. <laughs> so. Here I am. I don't have a job. Haven't worked in five fucking weeks. I'm waiting on my goddamn check every fucking day at the mailbox. Do I have it? No. Seems like I'm waiting forever. You don't have your check yet? Forever. No, I still don't have that motherfucker. Maybe it's because you work the guys at HR Block. (laughs) No, dude. They sent me that bill. I told you. Uh, They did fuck. Now they know. Have you gone on that website and tracked it to see when is it coming? Yeah. Well, see, here's the thing. They didn't have that uh, tool that they were talking about. See, um, when my wife, she did the taxes this year, she didn't have our little book. Put the heat on the wife. Did she do it in crayon or something? (laughs) 
what happened. No, sh- we have a, wrote uh, all the R's and Briley backwards. No, we have a book that has all of our like important information, banking, uh, you know, our route number, you know, anything that has to deal with like finance or anything like that. Yeah. We got a little book for that. Yeah. Well, she didn't take that book, so she just. Just winged it on the account numbers and shit. No, like, they I uh, three. I don't know. No, <laughs> there's an option. There's an option just to send a paper check to your address if you didn't have your banking info. Right, right. So that's how we got our taxes, which that check came a couple weeks ago. So that's good. Taxes. But, so you're just waiting because they said the paper check ones are going to be later. Yeah. yeah so you're well, just well for that. they they were working on getting a tool for the ones for the irs.gov website to where if they didn't have your banking info already then you could mm-hmm. go on and enter it in. Well, we mm-hmm. did that because the tool became available Monday. And it's going to be a week tomorrow. And whenever I go and check, it says, you're eligible for a payment. We're working on a date. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> God damn, come on. What the hell? I mean, you know, that's fine. You guys got jobs. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I am, not I am, I, I'm not going to lie. I am reaping the reward. I'm making more money now than I would if I was actually working because of the unemployment uh, goodies that are going on right now. But I'm yeah. lucky. I will say mm-hmm. that. I've been at my fucking job for seven years. Right. So it's not like I just started working a job and, you know, unemployment would be iffy for those people. That's why yeah. I don't think a lot of people understand about all this heat that the unemployment, uh, you know, company or not companies is really a company. But, <laughs> you know, in every state, the unemployment is getting heat. You know, from people, well, I haven't seen or heard anything, blah, 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 blah. Well, you've also, you're that guy that goes from job to job to job. You got to put in time at your job to get eligible for unemployment. At least that's how it is in Tennessee. It's money you've paid in to unemployment. So, I mean, if you just worked at McDonald's for a month and they they laid you off, you ain't in (laughs) shit, bitch. (laughs) Yeah. There's just a really quick story. Um, our, it, it's a, I manage a tea store and we had a staff of about six people. It's a small chain in Chicago. And on our staff, we had about six people. I had a guy. And so our boss is so super has been super through all this whole thing. And he said, basically, we're still going to get our paychecks. I'm salary. So I'm just getting my regular check. My staff who are hourly, he's paying them whatever their average hours were for the year thus far. Right. So I had a guy who literally started like a week before it all shut down. And I'm like, dude, even that guy is getting a check, you know, and he just figured, I'll just give him like 15 hours for the week or whatever, you know, whatever his training hours were. So I'm like, God damn, that guy got lucky, just happened to be in the right place at the right time, got hired, and he's been on the payroll ever since. Wow. And, and, you know, I know somebody that works in a system, honestly, that was essential. And, um, and then the system that he was in, we'll just say this. I know a guy that was a teacher and he was a teacher this year and they're still making their full like salary. Mm -hmm. He was going to quit at the end of this year anyways and, oh, go, wow. and go work for like his brother-in-law selling cars or whatever it was. And he actually started because they've shut all the schools down here. Pretty much it's been shut down for the past couple of weeks anyways. Yeah. And they finally pulled the plug on it. He's been making his teacher pay and he's been able to put in 40 hours a week at the car dealership or wherever it is. So, like, there's so many people making bank off of mm-hmm. this that it's almost like, like I said, I almost feel guilty because I'm like, well, what if tomorrow I stop getting paid? I mean, I've right. got a savings account, but I guess that's the reason why I haven't blown through all of my, like, right. Every, right. every bit of my stimulus money is still in my bank account. Yep. 
Yep. So. And that's how I'm looking at it too. It's like, God, you know, what if this goes on for another six months and you know, my boss in particular isn't as benevolent six months down the line when the money's not coming in, right. you know? So like you said, I mean, I'm not living high on the hog and going to Sam's club for you know, <laughs> chicken of the sea, you know, and just spending my money. They have them so. in three gallon uh, that, jars of tuna. Uh, and that's how you save your money. So <laughs> to, you got to talk to BT on that one. To be fair, I've got a small ball team, you know, there's like fucking yeah. six of us, you know, including the dog. So, yeah. You know, until the dog, until you'll kill the dog to survive. Hey, I've already sized up her quarters. I'm like, that would be great. She's pretty muscular, too, as a pit. Yeah, we She'd were talking eating. about South Korea oh, earlier. Man. So. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, real quick, uh, I, we're going to get into, we've teased it for a while, the Velveteen stuff, but Josh, I do want to get into this right now. It's time for another P3 Radio phone scam. Let's see who's trying to scam us today. So, this week, Josh... Uh, I noticed for like three weeks, guys, that the scam calls stopped. Like, yep. I don't know what happened. I didn't get a phone call for three weeks for car warranty, for, you know, credit card debt. I didn't get anything. And they started back up this week. Well, uh, they went back to work. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody went back to work this week. So I got a call from a warranty center and the warranty center. Is that what they're called? Yeah. I don't U S warranty I, national warranty. The, uh, is that what the, the building says? Outside? Opened up the borders again. I, guess, <laughs> I think, I think honestly it's some kind of legit company, but they do cold calls. Uh, but apparently this company had called me before because Josh in the intro of their call, it wasn't the standard. Hello, your warranty has expired. It wasn't that. It was some woman talking, and she goes, Hello, Mr. Mike Mayer? (laughs) (laughs) Mike Mayer. So I was like, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So I was rushing to get to my phone. Like, I have a recording (laughs) app, and there's a lock on my phone. So when somebody calls me and I answer it, like, I got to open the phone and unlock it and then start the recording. So I was trying to get there so fast, I didn't hear what she said, but... She, I just heard them call me Mike Mayer, and I'm like, yeah, I got to do this. So I hit record. They went through a seven minute and twenty something second sales pitch that I just agreed with because I'm like, I'm gonna fuck with them later. Like, I want to get with them, but I want to make it to where it's clean so I can put it on Facebook and everything. So you're wanting to get the comeback. It was a ten minute call. It was a little over ten minutes. I started messing with them seven minutes and twenty something seconds in. Uh, and the trick is, and I've had people ask me, they were like, what is the trick? Because every time I start messing with them, they hang up on me. I said, no, you've got to give them plausible deniability that what you're saying might be true, but it's got to be so outland. It's got to be outlandish enough to where they don't know it's true, but they think there might be some doubt there. So you're going to hear that in this call and I'm going to be able to pause it. So at any moment, if y'all hear something, you want me to pause, let me pause. Uh, but you're going to hear her call me Mr. Mayor at the beginning of this, and I, I thought that was hilarious. So here we go. After your 18th payment, the coverage is paid in full. You will be set and covered for the next four years. Everything we discuss will be sent to the mailing address on file. Make sure to place the policy in your glove compartment box once you receive it. This is what you would need to file a claim when going to the shop for repair. If you have any questions or you want to go everything once you receive it, please give us a call back and we will make sure to take care of you. Now, for the initial investment today, we can use a Visa, MasterCard, or an American Express. 
I like how she said that. The initial yeah. investment. Yeah, and she did say in that, uh, you know, uh, before the mic started, she was starting. She was starting to tell me about all the stuff they covered, which was engine related, motor related. That's the same thing. Uh, engine related, car repair related, electronical, all this stuff. So I, you know, I had my in here. And she sounds American too, which is yes. really bizarre. Yeah. So, like I said, I think it's a, a, a like a legit company. I think they just um, they just do cold calls. They're teaching Americans how to rip you off now. Yeah. And <laughs> the funny thing about it was, and you know, they they had said that they had tried to reach me by mail, and I didn't get a chance to say what address did you use because I wanted to see what address they had for Mike Mayer. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. Probably Cleveland. Uh, well, I do have a question. Does this cover uh, interior, like the seats or anything? Like no, scooch on the seats? Oh, well. We are focused on the electronics and mechanics of the vehicle. Yeah, I, a deer ran out in front of me a couple of weeks ago, and I think I really messed up the upholstery. <laughs> so that was really what I was concerned yeah. about. So, you know, from first glance, this sounds like I'm saying I shit the car. Yeah, right? yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> I hit a deer and I shit myself. Yeah, like, so you can hear her take it back. Well, this is where I pull it back in. You're going to hear what I say. I'm going to say, no, it's not what you think. So here we go. I'm sorry. I have my apologies. I said my apologies. We don't cover the upholstery. Man. Because, I mean, I made a mess. No, for the initial Coffee. Like, okay, we can't assist you with that, sir. Some of it might have went in the air ducts, too. Would that be a problem? Click. Have no. it got into the dash? Uh, possibly. The coffee uh, I mean, and... Possibly, yes. yes sir. Uh, coffee and fecal matter might have gotten in the dash. <laughs> I can only imagine your cleanup. It was pretty bad. <laughs> She went with it. She's well, like, I, it, yeah, yeah. And she acted like that was the fourth time today that she heard that shit. So here, here's the thing: I pulled it back with coffee, just to throw it hard back at her with fecal matter. <laughs> like, what it's about like a the monkey at the zoo? Yeah, what fecal matter? Yeah, what about the interior? We don't cover that. You know, she's like, oh, this guy's going to tell me he shit the interior. It's like, <laughs> no, coffee went all over the dash and into the air ducts. Coffee and fecal matter. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you called me, motherfucker. <laughs> I didn't call you. I can fuck with you all I want. Here we go. Y'all can assist me with the cleanup? Because there still might be some in there. Assist you with that. Oh, well. No, so not assist you with that. Our focus, as I said, is for the electronics and mechanics. Well, the radio hasn't been... Radio hasn't been working right since it happened, so I didn't know if that would be covered. <laughs> Maybe we could, like, grandfather in the upholstery. <laughs> I'm trying to work in deals with them. <laughs> uh, here we go. Hold on. Here we go. Yeah. No, so we don't cover pre-existing problems. So if the fecal matter, as you stated, got into the dashboard and messed up the radio and or your air ducts, you would be required to make sure the vehicle is fixed prior to claiming the claiming it happened. 
claiming the damage on the vehicle again. We would cover the next run. We can't cover pre-existing problems. It's like going into the insurance office after you've gotten into an accident, like, hey, I just got into a crash. Can you cover me? Got you. But you said y'all were going to – you said y'all were waving the, the – Okay, so before this call took place, they actually said, you've been pre-qualified. We're going to waive the initial inspection. <laughs> so that's what I'm referencing here. Examination, so I guess if I didn't tell y'all. Right. With that being said, this is a recorded line, so it's for your protection and ours. So if that was to happen, they would be able to pull the call and then see the fecal matter got into the air dust and or radio. <laughs> she said it twice. <laughs> it's almost like she's got a script that flipped to page six yeah. for fecal matter. And she's like reading up. I don't know how she has such good composure with it. She keeps on saying fecal matter without yeah. even the glimmer of a giggle. Right. And and you, you can hear the long pause. It was like the long pause, I thought, now that you brought this up the long thought pause i thought was just her being like oh one another one of these assholes i didn't realize until now lance that she was just flipping to the fecal matter page yeah page six fecal matter <laughs> it's like fecal matter fecal matter fecal matter that's jizz that is some kind of blood oh fecal matter here we go <laughs> all right here we go we got 10 seconds left so here we go and I think I had a bird living in there at one time. Thank you for letting me know. I'm going to go ahead and close out your file and make sure we get your business. You have a good day, sir. Thank you. And you sure you... <laughs> yeah. So she's got a file somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere there's a file that says Mike Mayer not only lives wherever he lives, but he's also, at one point, shit all over his car and into his radio. <laughs> <laughs> birds living in the car. I do love that I threw that in just out of the blue, and I think I had a bird living in there, and she cut me off. She was like, okay, we're going to go That's ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you keep your composure enough to do it, because I would, you know, like like you were saying before, I would shoot straight to the, hey, what are you wearing? You know, I would shoot yeah. straight to the shit that they would hang up on me right away. I, I don't know if you ever heard the one where I messed with the guy for like five minutes telling him I was an old guy. I was Mike Mayer, and I had a bad back. <laughs> And my my card was in my car. You just give me a second. I'm going to go to my truck and I'm going to get my card. I know what it is. And then every five seconds he would go, uh, what is your card? No, I ain't got it yet. Give me a second. I'm going. (laughs) I know what it is. I know how you keep them on there. Because when we were kids, you were always the master. You know, Chris, he always got the super hot girls. You know, you were like the jobber. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm failing to see where the compliment's coming. No, it's coming. Okay. But you could always get the hot one's number and you would call them and we're usually they like, oh God, I can't believe I gave this fucker my phone number. And then just, well, I'm drying my hair. I'll let you go. You'd keep them bitches on the line for like 30 minutes. Yeah, I can you, smooth talk. You have a pedigree of trying to be the silk tongue guy, you know, yeah. keeping them bitches on the line for just another little tidbit, you know? <laughs> That's that's how you do Here's it. Here's the thing that I always had going for me, too, uh, because I had a lot of relationships that were over the phone, and then when they'd see me in person, that shit would end quick. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I could make people laugh. That was the thing. I could make people laugh, especially girls back then. I could make them laugh. If you can make a girl laugh, you, you're in. Oh, yeah. Like, if you can make them laugh. So there was a lot of times that I dated girls. Like, even my current wife, I think – 90% of what came from me and her dating and even in the beginning was just how I could make her laugh and joke around with her. Now she shits all over your stuff. Yeah, she's like, I ain't fucking funny. I don't like you. Huh? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, baby, I got a joke. What? I heard. I've heard it. 
<laughs> fucking heard it. <laughs> it's like shit. But but yeah, if you can make a girl laugh, so yeah, I mean, I guess what I learned the most out of our childhood was that you could stretch out some of these calls and not to throw your whole. Don't blow your wad at the first beginning of it. Let me show your tits. Lead them on. And you, <laughs> you know, and the yeah, the funny thing is, and I've done that. No, there's like a hundred of calls, hundreds. Like, okay, so to compare this, Undertaker was in a um, uh, this interview with Stone Cold Steve Austin on WWE's network, and he was talking about how he had to tell himself, "Don't do that." I know you can do that. Just don't do it. It doesn't go with your character. So there's a hundred of calls where I have bust out with my balls hurt, you know, or something just strange. <laughs> and they've hung up on me uh, for every call that I have like that. There's probably 10 more where I had the other, but yeah, every once in a while, you just have to tell yourself, this is a marathon, not a sprint. Let these motherfuckers <laughs> pitch to you and say something kind of odd. And, and most of the time when I'm, when I have composure, it's just, I'm trying to think, Oh God, what do I say next? What do I say next? What do I say next? So, but yeah, I mean, I would encourage everybody to just waste these motherfuckers' times. Yep, <laughs> make yep. them earn their money. Yeah, make them earn their money. Um, speaking of, you know, earlier we talked about. Uh, did we talk about kids earlier? <laughs> I said something about having some kids. Point. Yeah, having kids, and it was um, something about. No, I won't say. Yeah, on so, a playground. Yeah, we'll yeah. let that go. <laughs> the the montage. Thank video. God for kids. Anyways. Um, <laughs> No, uh, there's a wrestler in some trouble, uh, guys. Uh, Uh And the funny thing is, it's like, it's not funny, but the sad thing is it's a guy that I have rooted for since I saw him for the first time on Tough Enough a couple years back. And I saw this guy, and I was like, man, there's something about that guy that nobody is picking up on. Like, even the trainers were like, eh, he's good, but, you know, blah, blah, blah. We want to go with this guy that talks like a Yeti or something, you know, like, and you're like, no, this guy, this guy has something. And he actually turned it into an NXT career. Uh, and it looks like he could be something like he, he has an it factor there and he actually has some talent. His name's Velveteen dream. He's working for NXT. And there was some salacious rumors that came out recently. Josh, do you want to get into those? Well, I mean, I don't know if suppose, I mean, they're rumors. I mean, it's literally, I saw a screen grab. It was um, now the the kids in question. I think they're like a seventeen year old boy and a sixteen year old boy. So um, we were texting, you know, private conversations, and you said, "Well, it's not like they're fucking four year olds." I mean, it's he's not. Uh, yeah, I mean these these guys were almost too old for R. Kelly to piss on. <laughs> but they were guys, so he yeah. pissing on them anyway. And that's oh. the other thing. It's like. You know, most of the times when this type of thing happens to guys, it's swept right under the rug. Yeah, yeah and that's yeah. that's why I felt guilty kind of laughing because, I mean, you know, uh, he's a grown man. Right. That's the bottom line. And and he's probably being very manipulative and, and, and trying to, to work himself in a Allegedly. position. Yeah, Allegedly, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> so uh, that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, they're not like super duper kid kids but they're still kids and right you know i, I don't think it, it's cool for grown people to try to you know manipulate them into doing things like that but anyways i seen a screen grab that it was on a uh, one of these wrestling news websites and they uh, have a video thing where they post or whatever and pretty much the screen grab is 
the kid playing an audio. See, because uh, uh, I don't, I don't know if how many people are fucking technologically inclined like myself. I mean, but uh, that listen, but there's a thing kind of like Discord for a chat for gamers where you can either have a text or a audio uh, message play in the same little thread. Well, on the thread that the uh, screen grab is showing. It's got a, you know, whatever Velveteen Dream's real name is or whatever. And yeah. it says, uh, my God, you're so adorable. And then <laughs> the kid types back, oh, you think so? And pretty much he plays the audio, which is down at the end of the screen at this point. What school do you go to? All right, so uh. I've got that audio. But for the people that don't know what Velveteen Dream sound like, I've pulled up a little audio clip here of an interview that he did. So here's his voice. Uh, I just had one question. That's not it. It's tonight. He sounds weird. We'll be facing we Alistair go. Black, and this all seems. All right, so here we go. Oof, that was awful. Here Do you like go. me uh, ignoring your questions, not looking at you, Catherine? All right, so just for comparison, I just thought that you. That was his voice. Here is the audio that we have from that text message. So here we go. What school do you go to? Eh, what do y'all think? Pretty, pretty damn close. Pretty damn close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the thing about it is, too, um, it's an actual phone number that they have, I think. So it's not like some, some jabroni got yeah. a phone and he's saying that he's Velveteen Dream and he's hacked all these pictures and all this shit. He's left a voice thing and it's his real fucking phone number. Right. So I, I think. I mean, you know, it's, it's either way, it's fucking bad, but. And. For those who don't follow wrestling or don't know who this guy is, just basically think Prince, like yeah. old school Prince, you know, where it's kind of an androgynous, you know, black guy kind of goes both ways kind of character that he plays. So, I mean, that I don't know. Does that increase the creepiness even more? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, that that's the one thing that you'll see media that here's the thing. We're so overrun by COVID-19 right now. Yeah, that yeah. I don't think this is going to pick up. It's just going to pick up like Jimmy Snuka did. I could be wrong. It's just going to pick up in the dirt sheets where it's like, hey, what happened there? Like when in the history of time, there'll be like, mm -hmm. what happened with Velveteen Dream and some kind of guy that he was? In? And the other thing is, it's like if this was girls, yep. it would yep. be a bigger issue. But Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say is it's going to be a double standard because it's not a 17-year-old girl. Yeah. You know, like the stuff with uh, James Ellsworth a year or two ago. Yeah. It was almost the same type of deal where he was uh, doing Snapchat. Yep. things or whatever and he fired was, immediately yeah and the thing about that was i don't know that there was actually was there an, a real nude or was it those border lines where he's showing his dick root but not the whole <laughs> you know what i'm saying was it just those and he was sending uh inappropriate text messages to the girl then the girl uh, she was uh, that's what this called is where yeah. it starts i imagine this baby there's two more inches where this came from <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but you know he never sent any uh, uh that i knew about yeah but Boy, um, that's a name that fell off the map too yeah but yeah. he still does now, indie shows now here's the difference between and I, just saying this you'll know what i'm talking about the difference between velveteen dream and james ellsworth is velveteen is a main eventer in nxt and ellsworth yeah. was i mean carmelo's gum chewing buddy you're looking at yep. a guy that i assume that vince was going to push to the moon when he got to the yeah yeah to the wwe's main i could roster. see it 
But the thing about it know. is, I don't know. He doesn't. He doesn't seem like the guy. He's not Roman Reigns. You know what I mean? It's not. It's two completely different characters, different bodies, different personas. I, I can't see Vince pushing that guy. He had the opportunity to. He's already had the yeah. opportunity. That guy's been playing that character for two, three years now. Yeah, that's true. And he hasn't done it yet. He hasn't pulled the trigger yet. So I don't know. I don't think he doesn't, to me, he doesn't come across as one of Vince's types, you know, yeah. for, for pushing, I should say. But, I mean, you know, we did this conversation, Josh, a couple of weeks back where we were talking about all the women that got in trouble like the hottest mugshots of women. That, and, and like, I was just asking you out of the 10, how many of them because of your addiction and, <laughs> and like, on which air, I share by the way. Yeah. So. Hey, on, we're in good, you're in good brother. company <laughs> on air. Josh admitted to seven off air. Josh admitted to nine. <laughs> I'll have to see this list. Cause it might be 10. Yes. <laughs> no, one of them looked like a fucking gargoyle. Yeah. One of them no looked way. pretty. And she got the book thrown thrown at her. That was my thing. It's like you can tie into this. Like anytime that there's like a sexual like female teacher that does like a younger boy. Yeah. Goddamn! I wish I was him. Well, back then. No, I wasn't not, that when I was in school. Right. Yeah, that's always our reaction. Not only that, you can tell. You can tell how much time she's going to get by how she looks. Oh yeah, definitely. And if she if she looks like a foot with um, you start, if she looks homely, if she looks like my foot when I'm going through a uh, uh, turf toe incident, then she's gonna get ten years. Right. But if she looks like I mean, look at Casey Anthony for instance. Right. You know, if she looks like her. She's gonna you know oh you just you didn't mean to drown that baby and duct tape her up. <laughs> Probation. You know, right. it, it's so weird how the court system's like that. Like you, bri- so, go ahead. Then uh, Velveteen won't get anything then, right? Because he's a good-looking guy, as opposed to Ellsworth, who looks like a foot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a foot on his good day. <laughs> and and, and sadly, sadly, like Richard's talking about the double standard type thing. Seeing yeah. how it is, it, it it's a, a you know, motherfuckers can almost vote at that point, you know, and yeah. and it's not a girl. I mean, he could have an indie career, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. and it sucks, but it may come out as is not true. And we kind of jokingly said Pat Patterson kind of had these rumors against him for years. And then I always and said, yeah, but Pat was into dudes, not like that under was the 18. Thing, yeah. But there was the whole Ring Boy scandal. He was, well, that was uh, Mel Phillips and um, Terry Garvin, possibly not Pat. Yeah. Pat always harassed Speaking the uh, older workers. Speaking, Speaking of, of feet, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, Mel, Mel with her feet, and those guys. Yeah, (laughs) it was Mel that got caught in the car with that ten-year-old in the feet. Right? They said he was just tickling the feet. (laughs) You know what's really messed up? That's fucking crazy, man. What's really messed up is you. I'm not laughing because it's humorous. I'm laughing because I don't want to cry. Right? You said Ellsworth looks like an amputated foot, and I was like, you just take off Carrie Von Eric's boot. There's Ellsworth. (laughs) Carrie's foot. Carrie's foot. Oh, man. He really does look like a turtle that crawled out of his shell. I think Carrie Von Eric's amputated foot had a better work rate than Ellsworth. Oh, definitely. (laughs) Sale better, too. And more charisma. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. More charisma. Oh, but uh, so, like, we'll we'll wrap this up. What do you think? uh, Lance, we'll start with you. What do you think? 
What do you think the final solution to this is going to be? Do you think he, he gets fired? Do you think this comes out as a big way or do you think it gets swept under the rug? Oh man. I think like, you know, we, I think we kind of referenced it before with everything that's going on with COVID right now, it's going to, he he'll lay low for a while and then he'll come back in the summertime or, you know, in the fall. I think that, <laughs> If there was not some massive news story, you know, like after 9-11 type of thing or this or, you know, if there wasn't some kind of massive news story that's got everybody's mind and everybody's attention and WWE is consumed right now with trying to put out product and, you know, trying to survive, quote unquote, you know, even though they're loaded, you know, I think that this would get a lot more attention. But, yeah, I think it's going to get swept under the rug and he'll be back. He might get some time off, but I think he'll be back. I don't think he's going to get fired immediately. Yeah, I think there's something to be said for companies that give you time. Uh, and, and the funny thing is, we talked. you said something about 9-11 there. Uh, and even locally for us, there was a woman, and I think we talked about this last week, that she reported her her kid that, you know, was missing after mm-hmm. two months. Last seen in December, reporting in February. And this had all the makings. All the makings again. Yeah, yeah, Dateline. The whole uh, Casey Anthony thing all over Mm -hmm. again. She was a young mom, kids missing, don't know where he he is, blah, blah, blah. And, like, you got to know that she woke up, like, March 30th and was just like, yes! (laughs) Because (laughs) something else took over the news media, you know? And, you know, it's like a wave. If you can ride that wave long enough and just kind of steer clear, I I think you'll be all right. Josh, what do you think happens in all this? I think give it a week. And after WWE's people and after the law, I guess, looks at everything, and if that indeed was him, then I think then they fire him, obviously, and he's through. And possibly, you know, won't be coming back if 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 it turns out that he's even more predatorial than what those screen grabs portrayed right. or whatever. And then because it may be not him, you know, right. stranger. Yeah, I mean, he's already claiming hacked, right? Know, which is the automatic default go to for yeah. you know, when sadly get that's busted like that's, that. But he's claiming it, so right. I mean, now it's up to somebody to prove that it really was him, whether but, it's the and, law or his bosses and, or whatever. And what you just said is where a lot of these, like, and I, you know, if he did it, he's a scumbag. But what you just said is, you know, the burden of proof is the biggest thing. And if you can say, well, I had those pictures on my phone for my girlfriend slash boyfriend. I had uh, the what school do you go to? It was somebody grabbed me, me asking somebody what wrestling school they went to. There's all this deniability that you can Mm -hmm. possibly claim. Somebody, Somebody hacked my phone number. Somebody did this, somebody did that. Beyond a reasonable doubt, would you be willing to send this guy to jail for a year over that message? And I'm, man, I'm leaning towards he's going to get off of this now. Yeah. If he's smart, if he gets out of this, he's not going to end up on to catch a predator in the next week and try to do this over again. He's going to learn his lesson. Come on, man. If he was smart in the position he's in and if it really is him and he's not smart. And now here's the other thing. We don't, he could say what school you went to. He could be referring to a college. We don't know. You don't what, want to accompany that with a dick pic, Rick. But here's the thing. <laughs> You've never said what school you go to. Here's my mushroom head. You've never said that. That's not your opening line. When I was in school, maybe. But guys move faster than girls, you know? Sometimes, you know, guys like the instant gratification. So if you're trying to pick up a guy, you know, show him the dick, you know? <laughs> I can remember my 10th grade year. Hey, come in here in the bathroom real quick. <laughs> Look guess, at it. That's the boys, but I know. Come here. Watch, I'll make it spit at you. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but I mean, I'm just saying, like, here's the thing. There's so much plausible deniability there. He's not going to get in trouble, but you've got to you got to mind your P's and Q's. Think of this as a learning situation and don't do this again. Uh, I think he's going to get out of it, though. That's I mean, just- and plus, you know, we always jump to these conclusions when the Usos get busted for DUIs over and over and over again. And Jeff Hardy gets, you know, found drunk in a stairwell on shit. We right away, our first jump is that, oh, that's it. They're done. They're getting fired. They're done. You know, that's right. three strikes and you're out. They're done. And they've never been done. It's like <laughs> Ellsworth is the last thing I can remember where somebody got let go right away. It's like the Usos. How many chances have those guys had? Randy Orton has gotten away with so much shit over yeah. the years. It's like, I don't know why we always jump to the, oh, that's it. They're done. They don't want yeah. anything to do with those guys anymore. So it'll be interesting to see. Does this one break that streak? Yeah, the you greatest know? thing is was this one bad enough. The greatest thing was after the Usos got busted, it was Jimmy Uso's actions are his and his alone. And they do not reflect the WWE. It's like, <laughs> wait, put the titles on him like three days later. or <laughs> <Yeah>. something too. <laughs> oh man. But guys, uh, this has been a great episode. This is like the hour has went by. We've actually went into overtime. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. We don't have a clock we're punching, but we always like to try to keep it to an hour, but we've went way over an hour. Uh, but one more time, Lance, tell them where they can find your show and where they can hear you. Uh, shooting the shiznit on iTunes and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. You'll suffer through Brian Trammell's shows too, but you'll <laughs> find mine, uh, which are called Chokehold or Cool Kids Countdown. Uh, and we do the WTF News Desk too, which I'm guessing we may have touched on that top story uh, today on what nice. the uh, the April WTF top story is going to be. So where we look at the bizarre stories that revolve around the world of wrestling. So look for us shooting the shiznit at I iTunes and everywhere else you find podcasts today. Yeah. And uh, let's take this moment to clear the air too, before we leave Uh, Lance, I I can probably speak for Josh here too. Before we actually got an introduction to you, uh, we actually looked at you as like this motherfucker here. <laughs> like I know, I don't know where I get all this heat from. I from don't, people, I, well, I don't know where this heat comes from. People the, are manufacturing heat around me or something because <laughs> I think I'm a halfway decent person. Yeah, no, you are. You're a great guy, and and we know that now. I think beforehand we were looking at it as like this is a guy we don't know, and we we looked at it as more of an attack. And then as we went along, we were like, oh, this guy's pretty cool. And I tell you what won us over, what won me over was that God-given voice that you have there. It's just just like an angel's, like an angel's splooge. If, if an angel could come. That. I mean, I get coming from you, I take that as a compliment because I think the same thing about you. Josh, ah. you're funny and you do the great voices and everything. But Richard, you have that radio voice too. You know, ah. so well, what I, don't you know, didn't I, see, I guess it's a compliment coming from you. What you didn't see, Lance, is he had his hand in his pocket while he was saying that shit. Oh, okay. So, you know, <laughs> so, well, that's, that's where a video that link would be good. Usually Trammell's pants are down when we're doing the show. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, when is Trammell's pants not down? I thought so. you were going to say we we <laughs> wanted to salute you for never shitting your pants. I thought that's where you we were going with that. Well, no, we but. we think that's total bullshit. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not even acknowledging that. Like, lie. I could be, I could, you know, if I'm going to do that, I'm going to congratulate you for killing that unicorn. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we'll save this for after the bikes. <laughs> yeah. Well, Lance, man, thank you for being a part, Josh. Um, that's going to do it for us. What do you think? What What do we need to tell them as far as to where the, to get our show? Well, I think we just need to pack the wagon up and leave right now. Yeah. That's what I think. But I think also, if you want to get with us on Twitter, we are at P3Radio, the number one. 
on Facebook, put in that search bar, Pop Poncho, and you'll see our picture. And if you want to get with us the old school way, text us or leave us a message. Hell, we might even play it on the show. You never know. Our phone number is 731-300-6675. That's going to do it for us. For Josh Barley, this is Richard Mulligan saying thanks for listening and good night.